0: Welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be not easy, and tries to make it less not easy. I am one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Melissa, you know what, 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 <laughs> why is this podcast like, <laughs> unlike any other podcast, or no, what, what do they say in, in during a Seder? Why is this night different from any other night? Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. I have so no idea. <laughs> this is... <laughs> <laughs> is that what they say yeah it is i think i'm sorry i apologize to our jewish listeners um i was trying to do something cool but the shiksa has no idea what she's talking about what i was trying to get at is that this apparently is our hundredth episode it's uh no i don't even
1: know what's the uh <laughs> i'm like looking for, for this, this I, word like a death, uh no i don't know i don't know math i'm sorry it's a 100 years centennial
0: will be like thank sens- you that's the word yeah. i'm
1: looking for <laughs> i do this for a living
0: yeah words are we're good with words we do words good so the first tip from the writing easy uh, podcast hosts is to learn words learn and words. lots of them
1: and <laughs> this is speak. why i have google and thesauruses and dictionary. oh my I god just type something in and i'm like what is the word i'm thinking of
0: <laughs> yeah okay and and i'll say all right let's make this relevant technology is our friend right so one of the great tips from our the our 100 episodes, i almost said 100 years yes we've been doing this podcast for 100 <laughs> years people which is kind of difficult uh because podcasts didn't exist and we, weren't born, we were born but i'm old but i'm not that old <laughs> Through the force, we were doing it, yes. Um, but, so, yeah, c- technology is our friend. We love technology, and it makes writing, can make writing easier. It can also make it harder. But but one of the things we want to do be, to celebrate, besides rambling on and, and making weird trumpet noises, uh, is to kind of do, like, we're going to interview each other. We're going to AMA each other and uh, kind of celebrate what we've, we've accomplished, because really... This is quite an accomplishment. And it is important also as a writer, as a creative, to celebrate your accomplishments. And so that's what we're going to do.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited about this. And I will say, like, it's, I think it's been almost two years since we mm-hmm. started talking about this. I, I know that it took us a little while to get it together, but I feel yeah. like it's, it's close to two years of us like, hey, we're going to do a mm-hmm. podcast. Let's figure out how to do this.
0: Yeah, we're like it'd be fun, and let's yeah we we bounce ideas around, and you guys are are very lucky. We didn't go with some of our suggestions because some of them would we <laughs> been really really boring, um, but we like we kept. I have never kept something this long. This is crazy, like a a creative song really, and and I am grateful to you for that because I think if I hadn't had a partner to be a, um, accountable to, uh, and one who has really great ideas, uh, I don't think I would, I'd be here. So, thank you agreed agreed
1: i would have i would have stopped doing this if it hadn't been for mary (laughs) yay Um, not because i didn't enjoy it or love it but because i have a very short attention span creatively Same. and i'm like all in and then like i it just falls off
0: my radar would you like to see my collection of of half-finished embroidery projects (laughs) (laughs) so you get it yeah yeah so, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how we kind of got started. Melissa, let me ask you, why did you want to do a podcast? Uh, two reasons.
1: One, I had a lot of opinions that I just wanted to share with people. <laughs> yeah. <but they're> <laughs> and, you know, I could only talk to my family for so much and so long before they're like, I don't I don't know what the difference between, you know, a protagonist is who's, <laughs> <It's> like, struggling <laughs> with their childhood wound. And, like, they just don't care. Um So Mm -hmm. being able to communicate with writers, especially since I moved away, like, I don't, all my writing friends are online. They're, like, out in the world. They're Mm -hmm. not necessarily in the same city. So a podcast was a way to connect with other people and to share thoughts. And then I wanted to do something that was a little bit more focused on life and not just the craft or how to do something, but really, like, how to deal with rejection and how to get out of a funk and how to just like manage the highs and lows that I just felt like people weren't really talking about. I agree.
0: Yeah. And and that's why we decided to make this kind of podcast. Yeah. Same thing, because it. if you look around how to write, you know, there's a lot of advice uh, and most of it, I think it's getting better now, but most of it is about uh, you know, craft or business. Right. Or it's like, well, here's how you make a query and here's how you how you submit and here's how you get sold or, you know, here's how to, you know, uh, the hero's journey and, and all this sort of stuff. But the writer, the writing life is you know, the, your kind of mental health process, the emotional process that goes through it is unlike I say, unlike anything else. No, I, I don't know. I, but it's it's very challenging. And uh, I'm really happy that we've kind of created a little space to address that and hopefully make it better for some people. I also got uh, decided to go in podcasting for the money, piles and piles of cash. <laughs> I don't even know what to the do fame. with it. You know, it's so much. <laughs> it's just I'm sitting on a chair made of cash right now. It's kind of embarrassing. Solid uh, gold. Yeah, it's but it's comfortable, you know. Solid gold. I'm like I'm like uh, Scrooge McDuck. I actually <laughs> swim in coins, uh, which is actually really uncomfortable when you right. think about it. Because they're like hard, you know, and I'm like pushing Heavy. them around. Like it's really. Yeah, it's not it's not a pleasant experience, but, you know, it's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Mary, do you have a like do you have a favorite uh moment or episode from our 100 episodes?
0: Well, there's the there's episode 1, which no one will ever hear. Um <laughs> that's the mysterious one. That one was really exciting because of the special guests we had. Um yeah, because I and also I've never felt so like I never had my life threatened before in a podcast. And to know that I was able to overcome that, to escape, uh, to defeat my foes, um, all while you know, in midair and recording, you know, that's that changes you. It really does. So
1: Shades uh no. you. <laughs> you know we tell it you does. who the it guests were up.
0: but like there was an nda it was it's just a big mess so it's we can't we literally cannot i when i try to say the words a curse has been placed on us and my mouth won't it will seal shut if i try to say it so I, i'm sorry i can't um <laughs> uh favorite it's hard for me to pick a favorite moment uh partly because my memory is terrible but also because there's just a lot of little ones you know it. i get the experience of uh because i edit the episode. So I get to hear it again. So I hear everything twice, uh, at least. It, so it's really, it's really fun to hear, you know, the things that kind of come up over and over again, just the, the exciting ideas that we kind of come to together. And we kind of like when we synergize something and say, yes, yes. Okay. This is it. This is what we're trying to say. And, you know, feel like we've kind of discovered something new. That's all. That's really great. I also liked it when my dog started barking in the middle of one of the episodes. And he was pictured, so
1: yeah, Emmy hasn't made the cut. My dog has not made the cut yet, but she is uh often like decides to eat food right behind me when yeah. we start to record. You have a train that visits us.
0: <laughs> yes, we have the train. And actually, right before we stopped, we started this recording. My neighbor finished blowing uh, leaves off his yard. So I was very grateful for that. Um, although the sky is darkening, we might have a thunderstorm. So yeah, you know, this is all it's all part of the environment, right? That's how you go. Right you know these things come Um, up when you're writing so (laughs) so melissa we well we cannot mention the interview guests that we had on our first episode obviously thanks to the ancient curse uh we've had some really good ones oh this would be great this would be the place where we're like trapped in the elevator and we have a a a a recap episode right a clip show where we go back and (laughs) and but we've had some really good ones (laughs) but if if we were to suddenly yeah (laughs) yes exactly um, if we were to suddenly, uh, be able to interview anyone for our podcast, who would you want to have?
1: Who would I want to have? Um, I probably would, would want to would be the have... best get? I, I don't know if it would be the best get, but it would definitely get us a lot of attention. <laughs> I was like... Well, yeah, I'm... okay, well, yeah. Is that the same thing? Is that equal? Uh... I would pick I would pick one of two people. I would either pick uh Oprah or Shonda Rhimes. Both because well Shonda's more writing focused. So I think that would be really yeah. awesome. And uh you know, she's also very inspirational and like just can do the practical nuts and
0: bolts thing, but also is like a huge draw cuz she she does yeah. sit on
1: piles of cash. You know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, literally, yeah. We've seen the pictures, yeah. And she also kicks all known forms of ass, so there's that as well. Right.
1: <laughs> it would be interesting. There'd be a lot of stuff that we could talk about. And Oprah, because she's Oprah, like, she'd make us cry, yeah. she'd make us laugh. We'd have Whole a soul cow. journey. It would be
0: awesome. It would be incredible. We'd um, all get cars. You'd be like, you would get a car. We'd all get... Be, I could use a car. Actually, well, okay, no, I can't. I don't ever go anywhere. Um, I mean, like, yeah, if you want to talk about people, you watch about, like, I would like Tom Hiddleston to be on this podcast, please. Thank you. But no, that <laughs> I don't know. Like, part of me kind of goes, "Ooh, like an Anne Lamott would be great, or a um, Brene Brown would be great, someone who's uh, can be really inspiring." Or, or a uh, uh, ooh, a Neil Gaiman <gasps> that would, that would, that be, would awesome. be amazing.
1: Maybe we should have Meg on. Meg, Meg,
0: yes, Lefauve, Lefauve. Yes. who we yes. talk about eight
1: billion times, and I still can't I, pronounce her
0: last name. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should learn how to pronounce her last name, and then maybe call her and see if she'll be on our show. I'm sure she would say yes. <laughs> although I might have to do something about the neighbor and his leaf blower who has once again started up so that's exciting yeah there's so many people that we've kind of kind of come to to revere and we've learned so much from uh because they're people who sort of talk about this sort of thing who are writers who uh, acknowledge the difficulty of a writing life so in your writing life one way to celebrate milestones in one's life, you know, things like, oh, houses you live in or jobs you have or, you know, ages of people, you know, children in your lives. But also for writers, we kind of mark time by the projects that we're working on. Do you remember what you were working on when we started? And, you know, how has that changed for what you're working on now?
1: Yeah, I was just starting. I Like I had written my first script. Mm. And uh it was an it was based off of my life as an educator like working in the nonprofit education space and I had just started mm-hmm. submitting and it was getting decent traction and I was like maybe I'll move to LA. That's where I was when we started.
0: That's right. Yeah, you had just moved. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was like, you moved and we started, or you moved in our first couple episodes. All right, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. That, wow. I think that was part of why it took so long for us to get, like, we had the idea. yeah. And then I was like, um, I'm not, I'm like kind of in Ohio with my family, and I'm like moving to LA. <laughs> yeah,
0: but we talk about a journey. Like, you, of all people, like, I, I haven't gone anywhere, but uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I was, I think I was working on my first foray into trying to write a mystery which never went anywhere and then I since then I wrote another novel and then tried to write another mystery and uh, <laughs> so yeah time has gone by but it's but, interesting how you change what's important what
1: I was gonna say like you had a really cool achievement in terms of a story uh, you, right you have a novel that's in was, is it italian which language is it in
0: yeah no uh italian I, uh short stories short yeah stories. i've had some much more success with short story much more success with short stories uh which is why i'm focusing on them a little bit more now uh yeah i just recently i got the the uh the book that one of my um one of my stories called debugging bb was uh, translated into italian uh in a uh, solar punk uh, uh, anthology and it's it's in italian it's so cool like i have not like hey look that's my i i mean i assume i have no idea uh <laughs> they may have just taken my words you know like i i saw proper noun like oh yeah that's the name of my characters that sounds that those look like you know but no no i'm sure it's wonderful um yeah so yeah, there's some been some been some growth
1: so fun i wonder what would happen if you took the short story and then put it into like Google Translate again. <laughs> I took it back. <laughs> like, how yeah, much do like, you lose but, when you go through each round of translations? <laughs>
0: but then, But then what I'll do is I'll take that weird mess and then write a new story off of that and see what that turns into. <laughs> so there's an exercise. There you go. All right, I've asked you, I think okay, I asked you two questions. You ask, you ask me one now. Well,
1: so, okay, like, what are you, let's talk about, like,
0: what are you writing now or reading now? Either yeah. one. Okay. Right now I am writing, uh, I'm like I said, I'm focusing on short stories again because I really feel like I, I enjoy writing them very much. I have a short attention span. They're a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And so I just, just this morning finished a draft of a new short story about to go you know probably start some new ones um but yeah i'm writing a lot of short stories i'm really excited about that and what i'm reading i just read a really cool book uh and the author's name is becky chambers and it's called a long way to a small angry planet and it's basically kind of part firefly a little bit of star wars a little bit of um i'm not sure what else but it's it's a lot of fun. It's, just, it's this uh, uh, group of, of different aliens and humans. Uh, this is a post Earth world, and they're on a ship and they're going around the galaxy doing adventures. And it's, you know, it's a family sort of like they're they're close knit and a, and family. So there's a lot of different relationships. It's somewhat episodic in the way it's structured, rather it has a, a story arc to it, but. It very much is like this episode, this episode, this episode, like it could be a television show and it's super fun and great. Um And actually just had recently read uh, another novella by her called A Psalm for the Wild Built, uh, which is also delightful. And then I'm reading a bunch of Star Wars books. There's a uh, the High Republic series that they're putting out where it's like super, super Jedi, 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 which is my favorite part of Star Wars. And I'm having a lot of fun with those. Nice. I will have to check So what are out. you reading and writing? Uh, yeah, the, the Star Wars stuff is super nerdy, but it's a good time. <laughs> uh, what am I
1: reading? I just took last weekend off and did not do anything creatively or productive except for read a book uh, from start to finish. And I read Nice. Uh, Legend Born. Uh, it is a YA novel by Tracy Dion. And I think that's mm-hmm. how you say her last name. Uh, it's Fantastic! It's totally YA tropey fantasy, um, modern day sort of retelling of like King Arthur and Merlin, and um, oh, fun. it takes place in North Carolina. And uh, it also deals with like two magical systems, including one that is based off of like root work and hoodoo. So the main protagonist is a young black, sort of uh, witch or practitioner. That discovers her nice. uh, abilities when she goes off to an early college program in North Carolina and so it it was really
0: fun oh, that's great, and you're writing scripty script 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 scripts right.
1: I'm writing all the scripts. I'm really in a place, scripts though, Scripts day that, and night. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm really struggling because I have a couple of scripts that are, like, great, and I'm moving forward with them, uh, but I have an idea that I have been sitting on <laughs> probably since we started this podcast that I haven't figured out, like, I haven't started, right? Like, I just keep playing with the idea, and I think, oh, it should be a TV show. No, it should be a feature, and then I'm like, well, it's a really big world, so maybe I should just write the novel and let that do its thing, and then I can go back to the TV and feature, because nobody's buying original. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know which way to go with it, but the story is there, and it's fantastic, and I love it. I just
0: I just need to give myself permission to start one of those <laughs> formats. It's so hard sometimes. It's so hard when you've got an idea that you love so much, because you know that once you start putting it down on paper, it loses some of it. We've yeah. talked about this in the past, yeah. right? Like, And so I know I totally understand how you, how you feel. Like, I don't want to break it. It's so perfect right here in my mind. But you can do it. I trust you. Okay. I know you can do it. I know that you're going to write something amazing.
1: <laughs> That'll be good. We'll see. <laughs> okay. And I
0: can't wait to read slash see it. Yeah. Well, Let's talk a little bit more about, like, our, our writing. Because, you know, like, what we're doing right now. Um, what, uh, like, if you had a dream project... Like, just, just, I don't know, you just suddenly came up, you could do anything you wanted, and it would be sold, it would be read, it would be consumed, it would happen. What what's, what's a dream project that you would have?
1: Oh, no, see, I, I definitely think it's the one that I'm sitting on. <laughs> that oh, I no! committed to, because... Uh, well, it even is, better! It is outside of my realm, it's science fiction, it's space, I don't, I've never done anything sci-fi spacey uh in with aliens and although they're human like aliens and I know people have issues with that but I don't care uh so like I like it's huge and I think it would be phenomenal and fun and I want to play in this world so badly but I think also the idea that like it would be a huge big budget TV show or movie and I don't have enough experience to carry that through has like kept me Mm -hmm. from working on it because I'm like I don't want to hand it over to somebody to ruin (laughs) and I don't want (laughs) to lose control of it uh, because it's such a great idea Um, but it's one of those like I feel like it's one of those iconic I like you know you could build theme parks off of this storyline and I just want to do it so badly
0: (laughs) you gotta do it you have to do it you have to do it don't worry about what happens after
1: I know yeah see I need to get out of my own way just like let the story go and share it with the world and what happens will happen and there's
0: a you know actually there's this great podcast you might want to listen to uh it's called writing easy and it's kind of about things like that like how to how to get out of your own way and how to really get to writing and and uh you know that sort of thing Right. <laughs> you <laughs> you know. check it. apparently they've done almost 100 episodes
1: the do as i say not as i do
0: <laughs> this is why oh we needed God. our own yeah advice. i'll tell you what <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's so many times where I like when I I'll go back and listen to one of our own episodes and be like, wow, that that Mary girl just sounds like she knows what she's doing. I should talk to her, you know. Like, <laughs> And like, yes, Mary, you know this, you know what you're supposed to do. You just get out of your own way and do it. So do you have something you're dreaming of working on? I don't know. I think honestly, like reading these Star Wars books, I would love to write one of them because I I I'm no good at fan fiction. I don't. I I don't disparage it at all. It's just not for me. I I think it's because I don't have a whole lot of time for writing, and I tend to take it very seriously, and so if I'm going to write a fanfic, I'm going to come at it with the same amount of, you know, it's not like a relaxing, fun thing. I end up getting caught up in it anyway, and then I'm like, well, if I'm going to do that, let me do my stuff. So that's kind of why I don't do it, but it'd be really fun to write some, like, some cool Jedi story, because I love them so much. Um, Yeah, that would be a good time. But honestly, just writing my own stuff and having, yeah, writing my own stuff and having it be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely, that's a, that's a Mary Masqueria story. Yeah, that, that, that's fun. That's what I want to (laughs) do. That's the goal. I also want (laughs) to, I also want to get to the point where I can just sit down and just write without being distracted or uh, doubting myself or uh, getting stuck on anything. Uh, I'm not sure when that happens, but, uh, I'm hoping <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't happen.
1: It never happens. <laughs> Stop chasing And if any,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, so I, I, I can't, for, I remember I, in the Chicago area, it's kind of nice. There's some, some really great writers here. Uh, and I've been lucky enough to be, be part of some, uh, at a, at a convention, uh, a writing group a critique group that happens at this con every year and one of the people who's one of the critiquers uh is the author jody lynn nye uh she's very accomplished she's written a lot of great stuff uh and she's really good at critiquing and she's and she's very uh meticulous uh so she'll she'll tell you everything You're like oh i didn't even think of that um and one time she told me that she the way she writes is she goes beginning to end and edits as she goes because uh, she doesn't like to go back over. She goes back over, she kind of loses interest. So she has to kind of get it right, you know, just go one time through, but slowly, right? As opposed to many times uh, quickly. And I thought that that meant that she sits down and she starts at the beginning of the story. And then she writes all the way through and then she stops and she's done. And that is not, <laughs> that's not correct at all. Because uh, later she was talking about how, you know, mentioned someone doing that. She's like, and, and that's not possible. We don't do that. you don't do that oh okay great i was holding myself up to some random standard that didn't exist but okay so here's a good thing what is the worst piece of writing advice you've ever gotten or or maybe a time where you got some writing advice like that where it was it just was the wrong thing at the wrong time it just really really got nearly cooked your noodle a little bit I think the,
1: like, I'm going to generalize here because I don't think it's actually about the craft. It's more about the business. And I find that Mm -hmm. advice on breaking in, like how to break in, how to get in, how to get there quickly. Like, I tended to do the same thing where, like, I would hear somebody who's already successful in this position that I wanted to be in, right, that I admired, say something Mm -hmm. like, well, the only way you can get in to science fiction and fantasy is to write short stories, and if Mm -hmm. you're not doing that you're wasting your time and then I would obsess I obsessed for like two years trying to write short stories which I I don't like I am not good at short stories I don't like reading them I don't like writing them (laughs) I was not good at it (laughs) and it was just it I I wasn't even learning like because I just resented the process so much so I feel like Mm -hmm. there was something about like a lot of people now will say, oh, the only way you can break into film and television is to win a contest, but you can spend so much money uh, applying to contests. And it's just such bad advice because the readers, like, like all kinds of people read, you don't know who's going to get what thing. And it really is much more luck than actual like talent or skills. So it's like, if you win, there's a good chance that it was a good story or good script but if you don't, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. And that's really frustrating. So I feel like it's that piece right. of advice of like, you have to do this path to get in. And I'm like, it's not linear. It's not exact. You you don't.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really good point. And I think part of the reason people give you advice like that, because they don't know, right? They need to say something. And they need to come up with an idea they don't know, because there is no, yeah. there's no one way. But I do the same thing. I go, oh, got it. That's the way to do it. I will follow that whether it be from a career perspective or a craft perspective or anything. I just to, – to look at someone else and – I mean, usually when you do something, modeling off someone is is how you learn, right? Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to writing, you you really – there's a point where you have to find your own way. You have to just kind of find the courage to throw off all of the things you've been told, even from – your teachers even from people you respect uh people who didn't give you bad advice who gave you good advice um you have to kind of just say okay i've got that i've absorbed what i can it's kind of like a bay leaf in a stew you know you have the bay leaf when you're cooking the stew but you have to take the bay leaf out right till otherwise and i think you have to take that bay leaf out at some point which is really hard because you think like oh i need that bay leaf um and then find your own voice Uh, and that just that takes time and it's scary
1: it does. And then I think, like, you can't beat yourself up when you follow the advice perfectly and it doesn't work out, which is so tempting. And oh my I'm God. Like, you hear people say, oh, like, just write 500 words a day or a thousand words a day or just do this every single day. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the year, you'll have the, and like, or you'll have like 300,000 words that don't make any sense. And it's not mm-hmm. actually a complete story. So, like, I think there's this desire to simplify it and make it really clear for folks, especially when they're new, but then it can really mess with your mind if you're like, but I did that thing mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. So there's something wrong with me. Not that like that right. was never the process to begin. Like that was never all of it to begin with.
0: It's like when you go to the eye doctor, right? And they're doing the the flipping the things. Yeah, you know, which is yes. better one or two? Click 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 click. All the think about all those little lenses and things that they have, right? Those are all bits of writing advice. And you have to try them all on and go, wait, which is is this oh no this isn't it. Okay, what, is this the right way? I don't know. And, you know, these things are great guidelines, um, but not not one of them will be the perfect fit. And it doesn't matter how clear the book makes it, how, you know, the beginning of the book, how much they promise, like, yes, this will make your writing life easy. This is all you need to know. Um, I, it's the number of books I have that start off that way. And that when I read them, I was like, oh yeah, this is all I need to do. Because, I, you know, making plots for me is so hard. Uh, it's just a really difficult process. And so I've got so many books on plotting where they say, this is it. And none of them, none of them work a hundred percent, but all of them work like 40%. Yeah. (laughs) And, and that builds up. So they're all different. You just, you got to pick and choose. So, but it's hard. It's hard when, when you're told something and it, it can really get you. I think for me, something that got stuck in my head that I've had to pull out was, um, some, some nitpicky stuff of, of a a voice of like, that's saying, oh, that's dumb. Well, that doesn't work. Why would you do that? That That's, that's like that critique. I had a, a critique partner for a while who just like, I didn't get their stuff. They didn't get my stuff. And so we didn't do each other any favors and, uh, I think I internalized some of that stuff, which is dumb. Like, that's the worst advice to internalize, right? Yeah, the person who yeah. doesn't get your stuff. Like, that's the worst. It's like, you know, you're a, you're a cook in a certain kind of cuisine, and someone who doesn't like that cuisine comes in and complains about it. You're like, oh, oh, if they don't like it, that must be, like, no, they don't like it. They're not, you're not, like, don't worry <laughs> about them. Like, there, there's no, no one that should be worrying about making a great cup of coffee for me, right? Like, if I took a cup of coffee, I'm like, Bleh. And they'd be like, oh my God, it must be bad coffee. Like, no, it's you just, co- I don't like cold. coffee. Yeah. Like, you can't, <laughs> you
1: can't do it. I saw a, a meme like on Twitter or Instagram the other day that basically said that. And it was like, stop trying to make everybody like you. You don't even like everybody else. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, it's like, yes! that's not the standard. I know that I don't like certain things or certain people. So, like, why am I trying to win everybody's like favor and, and praise and, and approval with my work? Mm hmm. I wanted to talk about Seton Hill because we have mentioned a couple of times that we, you know, we were in the same grad school program. We talk about it all the time. We Mm -hmm. have guests on from our uh, alumni, so like, I think we should spend a little bit of time paying homage, but also talking about like the program
0: and why did we enroll? Yeah, why we do all of that? Yeah, why did you decide to get an MFA? I mean, again, cash money. Totally.
1: <laughs> right? Rolling in the dough. I mean, I had all this money. I didn't know how to spend it. So I thought. It's, well, you know, it's such, a, it's such a hard problem. I know. Like, what can we do? <laughs> what could I do? <laughs> um, I and, and So for me, I had heard about the program a couple of times. And I don't think it, I think it was still a Master of Arts program when I had first heard about it. Uh, and mm-hmm. there were just people in my network that, that I kept meeting at conventions who were all a part of the program and I was like who are these people and why are they like I was so impressed with their ability to talk about genre specifically Mm -hmm. uh, and conventions and I had gone to so many different writing things that had just poo-pooed everything that I wrote they were just like well that's Mm -hmm. not literature that's not artistic that's not like just it was so hard to find traction and to find a supportive community for the kinds of stories that I wanted to write and when I found there was a program that was like all about popular fiction, I was like, I want to study that. Like, this is, mm-hmm. I could talk about this night and day, all day long. And so it just kind of sat in my like periphery for a couple of years. And then I was like, nope, I'm going to do it. I'm ready to do
0: it. And nice. Yeah. I was, yeah, I, I had the same thing. I came to a point, I was sort of teaching myself to write and I had been working on my own for many years. And I got to the point where, A, I felt like I needed some outside guidance, you know, I was getting to the point where the questions I had weren't ones that I could easily find, you know, in a book from a critique partner from just people I knew. I also wanted a cohort of writers, I wanted a community of people who were committed at the level I was, you know, I really needed people who were, who were in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you, I looked around at different places, and it was hard to find places that took popular fiction seriously. And I think that might also be why people might poo-poo Seton Hill. It's like, oh well, let's see now. It's popular fiction. Um, Which is silly. It's just just ridiculous. Um, But yeah, those are the things I wanted. And and that's absolutely what I got. I I feel like I absolutely got a network of people. Uh, I mean, that's how we met each other. Um, But I mean, just I I know at any point, if I have a writing question, I have 10 people I can call instantly and be like, hey, help, or I'm lost, I'm confused, or anything, just there's so many people there to help each other. And they're not just, you know, they're at, they're at my level. And and not to disparage people who aren't, but, you know, I've been doing this for many years now. I'm at a certain level of expertise, and I need to get advice from people at that level, or it doesn't really help me, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the network is invaluable, and I think that's the biggest To me, that's the biggest thing of any MFA program, no matter Mm
0: -hmm. what you're
1: studying, Um, you know, if it's film or it's writing or poetry, whatever, Like, it's the network. It's the Mm -hmm. connection of people who are also very experienced, understand the landscape, understand the conventions, understand the politics, right. And can give Mm -hmm. you solid advice and leads and really be supportive. And, you know, a lot of writers are introverts like me. And so Mm -hmm. we don't do so well, like reaching out to people just coldly, like on email or, you know, following them on social media. And so like, this is a great way to build those in-person relationships with folks. And um, you can, you can call on them. Like I talked to maybe three or four people from my undergraduate days, but like Undergraduate was so expansive, right? It's just about becoming mm-hmm. an adult, really, right? <laughs> like learning yeah, how to yeah, survive yeah. and function in a world and be productive. Uh, but when you get to like a graduate level program, everybody's studying the same thing. It's just very detailed and focused and you all have the same kind of
0: quirks. And <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yes, it's great. The, I you know, I was so proud when I graduated, but I was also so sad. Mm-hmm. Because I just, I loved those people. I loved that program. Every time we got to go to residency, it was like magic. And I just, yeah, huge. And part of, I think it's so important when you're an artist to be among people who are also doing it. You know, anything you're doing, human beings, we define ourselves by the people around us. So if you're doing something that's so different from the people around you, it makes it so much harder. Because it's just, you just don't have that social um, pressure in a good way, yeah, to kind of keep you there. You know, like if you're the only one who does it, it's like, Ugh. but having these people around you, you know, even if it was just for you know a week, twice a year, just energizes me. So I cannot wait for uh, uh, writing conferences to start up again because that's such a huge re-energizer. Um, it just it it makes a big 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 difference.
1: Yeah, and I will say like yesterday I had that si- a similar experience because I've had, I don't know, I've just had a week of like ups and downs and I've kind of been like beating myself up over a project or like, oh, it didn't go where I wanted it to go. And maybe this is a waste of time. You know the doubts, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe oh, yeah. I'm oh, throwing yeah. away all of this time and energy and money on something that's never going to happen. And then I a friend oh, yeah, messaged a me and was like, Hey, like, we're having this thing. It's just a small group Zoom conversation. Like, do you want to join? It's like this, this screenwriter is going to be here and like, he's great. And so I joined and there were like 10 or 12 other people. And it was so, it just like lifted me up. Like to be around Mm -hmm. serious writers to like really talk and to also hear that like somebody else has gone through what I'm going through or understands it and it's normal. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. I can back off the ledge. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That this is just part of the process and it's okay. And like, there's a reason why I'm here. And like, it was just one of those moments. And I think you get those from your network and your peers and the community is so generous and the writing space just, so wonderful and generous. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a Absolutely. couple of douches, but <laughs> mostly they're those everywhere. are imposters who are trying to like fit it. Like most of you us You know,
0: they're, really they're in their own fear. They're coming out of their own pain and they're just, you know, spewing it out. So you just have to... You know, They'll get yeah, there. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's douches. <laughs> they are douches everywhere, but yeah. Generally speaking. Well, one of the great things about writing uh the Writing Easy podcast is we keep our episodes short to about 15, 20 minutes, um, as we have clearly not done here, but... I think we earned we earned it. Yeah, yeah. So looking ahead for uh, the rest of you know, as we want this podcast, what and and our careers, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to? Well, I can I can um,
1: share one project that I am working yeah. on that I'm looking forward to, which is I launched a Kickstarter campaign last week for a Woo-hoo. mindset deck for writers. It's so cool um i'm so excited about this super excited it's a deck of affirmations that are grounded in writing and creativity so all the stuff that i was just talking about where it's like oh i feel like crap and i can't write and i'm doing the wrong thing and it's like you pull out an affirmation and it's like Uh i am patient with myself (laughs) and the blank page or uh, i am capable of creating beautiful art." right like just things that i need to remind myself and i was like other other Mm -hmm. people need to here these see these have these too. So, it is live on Kickstarter. I'm super excited about it. We've gotten a ton of support already and I um hopefully we'll
0: get fully funded, right? <laughs> but everyone please fund this cuz I need these to exist. So, I need them. This is my personal personal, uh, personal plea to plea. you. <laughs> I need them.
1: I need them so much. Also, like we have a lot of um like bonus things that I'm testing out. So, like I have some meditations to help like ease you into the creative mindset that are a bonus, uh, tier reward. And there's also like wallpapers with affirmations for your, your laptop and your phone and all of that. So you can stay in the mindset. So yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's more than just the cards, but it is, uh, it has been a labor of love to get this project <laughs> off the ground and running.
0: I'm so proud of you. So tell everyone how to find it. What's what's exactly the name and how do they how do you get there? What do you do?
1: The name is Creatable Spaces, and you could search it on Kickstarter. Um, I think it's like kickstarter.com backslash Creatives Tarot Creatable Spaces. But if you just search
0: Creatable Spaces, you will get there. Uh, cool. Yeah. And we'll put obviously a link in the notes so that. And uh, yeah, so tell me about some. Let's let's take a little. Let's have our little PBS moment here. Um do you get a tote bag? What do we get here? What are the what are some of the um what what's the what's the minimum amount? What do you want people to do? What's the coolest uh thing? Well, all all contributions matter, right? So you
1: can make yes. a, jo- a donation if you're like, "Uh, ah, I don't need another thing to like clutter up my space." Then just make a donation and you're helping to bring the project to life for those of us who do need it uh desperately. <laughs> <laughs> um, Please. So the, yeah, there's different tiers, the main uh base deck I think is um, I'm trying to remember there's an early bird price and there's a regular price. And I think the regular price is $55. Uh, but so there's like the main bit deck and then there's also an expansion deck, which I love. And that's more, a little bit more tarot. Cause you know, I love tarot a uh, mm-hmm. little bit more Oracle messages, but it's just like words and phrases to help you figure out which direction to go. So you can mm-hmm. um, get the expanded level and upgrade and get that and there beautiful designs that work with like all different kinds of cards. So I, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And if we get some of the stretch goals, I'll do some like self-care
0: workshops, but. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, please go check that out. Please go fund it. Just give them, give her all your money because this needs to happen. Um, Great. And I guess just to we should probably do our our other uh, our last bits of um, plugging about going and reviewing uh, and rating our podcast that makes such a big difference. If you please. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would also say like, we have, we have an episode guide, (laughs) which hopefully will be up um, and available for download when this releases, but it's uh, all of 100 episodes and they're broken into different categories. So if you're like, I really need inspiration on this, or I want to see all the author interview episodes, you can find that. Um, And I think this will be a really helpful tool because what I was also thinking about is it's. It's beneficial for you to share an episode that you loved with a friend, just like email them or text them, use Mm -hmm. the app feature, whatever app you're listening to allows you to send an episode to someone like Mm -hmm. even doing that, because I have been talking to different people and then they're like, oh, you do a podcast. And when I send it, they're like, whoa, this is, this is amazing. How come Mm -hmm. I've never seen it? So like that word of mouth referrals for like, just do your friends, your writer friends a favor and send them an episode.
0: Yeah, that would really be great. And would do us a favor too. But it, it's, I think the episode guide's really exciting because it's, you know, you get there. oh, there was that great thing they were talking about. I mean, even we do it during the episodes. Like, oh yeah, yeah we were talking about that great thing. And, you know, you don't know what you're going to need until you need it. And then if there's a point where you're feeling kind of stuck or lost, or th- you can find the episode you need. They're all really short. Give it a quick listen and hopefully go back to the page feeling a little more energized.
1: Yeah. See, we got you. So many ways that we're helping you. We totally got you.
0: That's what we're here for. Awesome. All right. Well, we have gone on for quite some some time. So I think we're going to wrap up and uh, as always remind you that believe it or not, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye everybody.
1: Bye.